Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masech Sukkah, closing out Perak Aleph with Mishnah Yod Aleph, moving on to Perak Bey's Mishnah Aleph. And as we discussed at the outset, Perak Aleph deals with the laws of the construction of the Sukkah, whereas Perak Bey's is going to deal with the laws that happen inside the Sukkah, eating, drinking, sleeping, etc. Says our Mishnah, a person makes their Sukkah like a teepee, as in they take uh, two, let's say, two, two uh, mats of that are valid schach, and they lean them up against, against each other to form a triangle teepee. So you have no roof that's flat because the roof meets at a point. What's the halach with this? Oh, or in other case would be you lean your schach up against the wall so that again there's no it's, it's, there's no uh, flat roof. It's all it's all meeting at a point. Either it's meeting at a point of the um, the uh, angle or it's meeting at the point of a straight wall and and the then the the the, the, the schach that's leaned against it. Relazer rules. Relazer posim teisha in logag. Relazer said the sukkah is invalid because there's no roof. There's no meaning to say there's no way to distinguish between the roof and the wall because and therefore the slope is regarded as one long one long wall ra- rather than having a roof at all. There's no roof here. It's just essentially one long wall. The chamachshin rechamim say no. It is valid because the chamim say that if you look at the wall carefully, you're able to. Although it's not easy to discern where the roof is and where the wall is, but we can assume once you have ten tefachim. Of of wall, meaning that once the, uh, the the these these reeds, which against are let's say they're in the teepee, go ten tefachim, anything above that is now considered part of the roof, albeit it's on a slant, and therefore because we view it as if it's on a slant, so then it's going to be a kosher sukkah. So again, just to quickly recap, Rilazer says if there's no discernible roof, it meets it at a point. It's not kosher. And the Chum say, no, it is kosher. We just look at it as a slanted roof. Ah, where's, where's the roof begin? Where's the wall end? So the wall ends once you have ten tefachim up, and the roof begins after ten tefachim. Why ten tefachim? Because we said in the previous Mishnah yesterday, once you have ten tefachim, then you have a kosher wall. Goes, c- continues our Mishnah. Machatzel is kanim gedolos. This is actually going to come down, uh, come back to uh, something we discussed earlier, and it's also the great read mat debate. And that is essentially as follows. We said that in order to be a kosher schach, it cannot be mekabel tumah. It cannot be something that acquires tumah. One of the things that acquires tumah is when you have a, a utensil. What if you take a bunch of reeds and you weave them into a mat? So the question is as follows. Is this a utensil, a mat where you, where you, that you can sleep on? Or no, perhaps it's just a, a bunch of reeds that you're trying to make schach out of. Well, it's going to become a machlok between the chachamim and Eliezer. Says the chachamim, Large mats were generally made to lie down on, and therefore they're a kabbalatoma because they're a they're a vessel. They're a they're they're susceptible to come tummy, and you're not allowed to use them as schach. Again, because people generally will sit and lie down on um, on these large on these large mats. Um, excuse me, I just messed it up. It's the opposite. Small mats, one small mats were generally made to lie down on, as in, or to sit on, and therefore they're susceptible to, to become tummy. Whereas, Whereas large mats were generally not made to lay on. No one's laying on a mat that's 12 feet by 10 feet. That's not what you're doing. The reason you have is for your sukkah. And therefore, unless you make it with the explicit intention, this large mat again, you make a, a large mat, which you normally only make in order to, uh, to cover your sukkah with. But if you make it with the explicit intention that you want it for sleeping on, so then you're, it's going to be Mikabotuma. That is to say, what our mission is really driving it is there are some things where, depending on your intention, that will, de- that will decide is this a utensil or is it not a utensil. A small mat, seemingly, is always used for, uh, for, for sitting on. And therefore, unless you say otherwise, we're going to assume it's 
susceptible to become tame because it's a vessel. A large mat is generally not used to lay down on, and then unless you say I'm using this to lay down on, we assume it's kosher for schach. That is the opinion of Rabbi uh, of the Chacham. Rabbi Lazar Amr, no. Whether it's big or small, if you it was presumably made for laying down on, and therefore it's susceptible to tuma. Unless the owner explicitly says this is for uh, for schach. So again, just because I, I I made it a little confusing in the end of the Mishnah, if it's a the chacham say a large mat is generally used to uh, for. Uh, for, for schach, and therefore, unless the person says otherwise, it's not makabal tuma. And the realizer says, no, whether it's small, whether it's big, we assume it's made to lay down on, unless a person says, again, whether it's small or big, a person says, this is for schach, and therefore, it's not going to makabal tuma. Okay, Parak Bey's Mishnah. A person who sleeps underneath their bed in their sukkah does not fulfill their obligation because they're not sleeping beneath the schach, they're sleeping beneath a structure. Rehuda said, actually, we used to sleep in front of, underneath the sukkah in the presence of the zakain, the elders, the rabbis, and they never said boo. They didn't care. Therefore, it must be one who sleeps under the sukkah does indeed fulfill their obligation. What's at the root of the machlokas of Yehuda and the Tanakami here? So I'm not going to explain it other than to say it's a consistent machlokas running throughout this mesechta, whereas the Tanakama believes a sukkah must be made from a diras arai, a temporary structure, and Rehuda says, no, a sukkah is a is a permanent structure. How that plays out in this Mishnah, we're not going to get into now. Omer Rabbi Shimon. So again, now we have this Machlokas on the comment saying one who sleeps beneath the bed does not fulfill their obligation, does not fulfill their obligation, and Rehuda says they do fulfill their obligation. And how do I know? Because I did so in front of the great rabbis and they didn't say anything. Must be not a problem. Omer Rabbi Shimon comes from Rabbi Shimon and says as follows. The infamous, famous servant, Tuvi, who was, a, who was a slave of Rabbi Gamliel, the same one who was once freed in order to make a minion, the same one who, uh, throughout Shas, is always coming up and doing interesting things. Clearly, he was a Talmud Chacham. So this Tuvi, what did he do? He would sleep under the bed. Rabbi Gamliel proudly turned to all the elders and said, Do you see my, my, Tuvi, my, my slave, Tuvi? He's a Talmud Chacham. How do I know he's a Talmud Chacham? Because put them in a sukkah. A, a slave is exempt from time bound mitzvahs. Just like a woman, a slave is exempt from time bound mitzvahs. Therefore, Tovin knew he was exempt from sleeping in the sukkah. So when he went out with Regum Leel, Regum Leel was sleeping in the sukkah, he would go and sleep under the bed to demonstrate that, look, I'm in a place that's invalid to be a sukkah, and that's why I'm sleeping here, proving that I, I, it's a mitzvah sensation by Grumma, and I'm exempt from it. From there we learn from this casual conversation, the Sikha Schlun Rabbi Gamliel, when he was proudly showing off to everyone how smart a slave was, we learn from here that one who sleeps under the sukkah is not, not going to fulfill their obligation. Again, why? Because Rabbi Gamliel was proudly saying, Toby's so smart, he sleeps under the bed, knowing that he has no obligation to fulfill. Must be that everyone else who does have an obligation to fulfill cannot sleep under the bed. And with that, I wish you a wonderful day.